Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast. That was Fonzie and Company with their single, Hello Sweet. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing today? Hello. Why do they got to say hello? It's like, what would it be like? You know, it's stupid. All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Is this going to be the ranting podcast? Yeah. No, you know, I don't know. I'm not just want to rant today. I have nothing no. to say. 
Yep. Let's just rant. I, <laughs> let's let's rant about having nothing to say. You know, it's interesting. Um, you know, my my good friend. Uh, shout out to um, one of my favorite songwriters on the planet, Sam Tate. Uh, Sam said that the hardest thing about being a songwriter is you wake up every day and you have to figure out whether or not you have anything to say or not. You know, so like, and I, I relate to that doing this podcast. It's like every week we're like, do we really have anything of importance or anything meaningful to say on this podcast? We're, I heard a good quote. This we week, shall though. see. I heard a good, uh, two good quotes actually from some cheesy movie I was watching. Forget, <laughs> forget the movie, but yeah, but sometimes even from the cheesiest movies. Oh yeah, was it was it a Hallmark movie? No, nah, but uh, equivalent, kind kind of equivalent. <laughs> but um, and and one of them is supposedly Einstein saying, and I'll paraphrase it and probably get it wrong, but basically he says like um, coincidence is just God being anonymous. Ah, that's cool. That's actually cool. Yeah, and then cool. the second one is, you know, when something goes, you know, when something ends, you know, and, and they said, you know, don't cry when it's over. Just smile that it happened. Yeah, oh, I've seen okay. that before. I've seen that movie before, too. I just can't. It's the name is not on my tongue right now. So I love that line. Oh, it's from The Secret. It's not about The Secret. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. And um, so let's talk about the band. Fonzie so, Carl, before we get started on the band. Um, so. Uh, we're, we're coming into the holidays here and I, I intend to actually be more ready than I've ever been before. I intend to, you know, shop for gifts. I intend to get things ready for the celebration and I'm just going to enjoy it this year. You love watching movies. Do you actually watch the, um, those weird Hallmark movies, uh, that are the Christmas, Christmas movies? I love the sappy. I, I you know, do you really? For someone who's so like you know, cynical. And and cynical. <laughs> I love the sappy movies. They, uh, well, they just launched their countdown to Christmas movies. Um, <sighs> so, yeah. Well, and I'll say this weekend, um, I went to go visit my sister in Maryland, and one of the things that we look forward to at the end of the day after wrangling three kids was sitting down with a glass of wine and watching the Hallmark movies that were coming out. So I agree with Carl. They're they're good. I only like one. I actually have music in uh, music that I published and co-wrote uh, in one of those little things called it's called uh, Snow Two: The Brain Freeze. It's actually the sequel to something called Snow, uh, and it's one of those Hallmark movies. And I have music in it, so every I'm gonna year, have to find this and watch this now. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it's uh, in the background. And is, is, that, is the last one snow job? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. That, that might be the porno version, but uh, no, like you know, like you're, you're, you're full of crap. Like, oh, it's a, it's a, you remember that expression? This guy walks in. Sure, sure. This guy walks into a, a bar, and in the background, there's a jukebox, and it's playing my. My recording, my, my you song. Go. You know, again, we're going 10 minutes. You know, what about the Fonzie and Company? Fonzie and Company. Fonzie. You know, I, I like the track. You uh, mentioned that they claim to be all these different genres, and I think they're 
Who claims uh, I don't see they don't no, claim no, that. they so they claim it on their Instagram. They claim yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. they're so, Americana, all yeah. rock, pop, that, punk, that, you know. Well, as well that's keep, well that's what I, again that's keeping anyone what I've been talking about the last few weeks. There are no genres anymore, just making music. Exactly. And I think that's they're, the, they're genre agnostic, as we said. I think that's this. their I think that's their way of uh, as the English say, taking the piss. Yeah, well, right. You know where so, that started? You know where that really started? You, you want to get serious? What? Listen to the white album. There's no genre on that. There's there, there's there's rock. There's there's acoustic. There's the Beatles. You know, no. they, they, they transcended the genre after towards the end. They were just doing whatever they wanted to do. Don't you think um, uh, McCartney's uh, father that had such you know he kind of had those big band tastes and uh, like that kind of traditional music from the 20s and 30s and 40s that McCartney heard turn of the century stuff do you think that had a huge influence on the beatles and you know hearing the hurdy gurdies and that kind of stuff right of course it did you know yep. everything did yeah he's a little kid he heard, he heard in the house and, and, and the melodies if you play the melodies that mccartney writes on like you know in that kind of style well, you know I, not to dissect this stuff it's yep. just so it's just so what it is at this point you know yep. um yeah the beatles music that there's, it just is what it is. But if you think it's like, listen to Penny Lane, or it's like a show tune. Maxwell you know? Silver Hammer. It's not a rock song. Right. You know? Exactly. You know, you look at a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, Lennon was more the punk, if you well, think about it. You know, I was, certainly, uh, you know, Fonzie talks about, like, you know, we're, well, we're kind of punk, we're Americana, we're this, we're that. They're unapologetically like 70s influenced power pop, as that's what I hear. And I hope they don't feel as if they have to apologize for that because that's a great genre. I mean, I worked with some really great bands in that power pop genre, and it's very, very niche, but it's a good place to be. It's it, they're fun to listen to. All you know, big melodies, a lot of those great bands, man. Big there guitars. Was, um, I loved well, kind of long lines. I loved the Raspberries. Yeah, of I course, they were great. And then the late yeah, then 70s, squeeze was squeeze was even cooler. They kind of you know? had they kind of had that pop sensibility, right? Uh, I worked with a band called the Shazam. A shout out to Hans. They were they were great. And then of course the people that did it probably best, uh, and they only lasted a few albums too. Is Jellyfish? I mean, Jellyfish brought. Right, I remember them. Sure, all that stuff rushing well, back. Well, you know, they, there was Badfinger, which in a way, Badfinger was an amazing. Was kind of yeah. like the Beatles. You know, yep. they're, they're they're like you know they they were the Beatles with their mentors. You know, they came out of Apple. You know, like yep. they had like four or five super hits. And they even know? sold. There were even bands that sold this kind of power pop genre into the new wave movement. So you had bands like the Romantics. I would characterize my Sharona as a power pop tune, you know? We heard that song was right when I think it was late 79 or 80. I was just starting this band we were doing. Yep. And when that came out, man. How are we going to top that? Right? It's like, yep. come on. It was such a ridiculous, yep. wonderfully hypnotic, yep. you know? Yeah. It was like the biggest thing, man. Yep. Well, even they growing up, in my time, I mean, that song was still iconic. Like, everyone yep. knew it. There was no one who didn't. Yep. That was huge. Okay. All right. So, rant rant number one. Here we go. Right? You ready? Mm -hmm. In a real world, we should be able to drop in My Sharona. But no, we can't because the people, the powers that be, the people that are 
aggregating all the publishing rights associated with all this great music, they are slow on the take to making this music available in different technologies. Therefore, you can't get a license to perform My Sharona on this podcast, this or any other podcast for that matter. So that's rant number one. So, Greg, I heard you have a second rant. No, I actually, it's not a rant. I, I just have what zero interest. What is it about interest. the CMAs? I have zero interest in the CMA Awards. That's all. Why is that? About, we talked about last week about the, the Hall of Fame. They're all the same. They're all these ridiculous, you know, the joke of it is most people think they're ridiculous, but probably if I was a country artist and I was nominated, I would dig it well, if I won something. But in my, reality, they're stupid. Yeah, my, it's kind of I guess yeah. my little rant or whatnot is it's the same it's the same artists. Luke Combs, Carrie Underwood, Eric Church, Miranda Lambert, Chris Stapleton. And then in the song category, you've got Chris Stapleton, Eric Church, Luke Combs, Ashley McBride. Then you've got Chris Stapleton and Carly Pierce. And actually Morgan Wallen uh, is up for album of the year, but it's like Except for the new artists, it's the same people over and over and over again. It doesn't matter to me anymore, but maybe that's just a personal thing. I mean, I've been to probably 30 CMA events, including the CMA Awards on an annual basis for 20 plus years. And it made more sense, quite frankly, it made more sense that you would pursue your artists getting acknowledged or winning an award when there was actually a business structure surrounding it. But people aren't selling records now. So why spend millions of dollars promoting something that people don't purchase? It's just odd. This is a weird story. But uh, when I first got to town back in the early 80s, a friend of mine uh, actually did like most of the production work and the backstage work. And he would have a bunch of us young people uh, kind of work the event on a regular basis. And I was a seat filler a couple of times. I actually stood on the stage one time for the lighting, for the production cues, and for the lighting rehearsal earlier in the afternoon. And I was playing one of the, uh, one of the people that was going to be hosting. And Glenn Campbell walks onto the stage and He's standing there next to me because he just happened to be backstage and he's standing there and he becomes part of this lighting fiasco. And I'm thinking to myself, this is surreal. You know, most people don't know that before Glenn Campbell was Glenn Campbell. He was in the cutting crew. He, yeah, he was, a, he was like a shredding guitar player. Younger people that listen to the podcast won't know this term, but there used to be a term called cosmopolitan country and what that basically meant was that you were making country music but country music was crossing over into pop music that's when country music used to be interesting to me was when it was a bigger part of the culture at large uh i don't think that's the case anymore yeah, I like that term. I, I want to bring back some old terms, too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we, so. know, we know you do. Um, you, know what, you know what I think is a term we, we should use more, we don't use much? What? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like saying, you know, why can't you just say, hey, shut up? Shut up. <laughs> I love that. Or like, now, you I'm don't mean up. me for me to shut up. You just mean you want to no, bring I mean, back, no, I think shut I, up. I, I wanna, in, in this politically correct cancel culture, yes. I want to bring back some terms. Yeah. And one of them is like, you know, someone's talking to me. Excuse me. No, 
Shut up. How about, just, how about kiss off? That'd be a good no, one. No, no, no. Shut up. It's the, it, and like, another thing, too, when I was a kid, I used to love this word, this phrase. It's two words, really, but drop dead. <laughs> Remember drop dead? Hey, shut up. Drop dead. Shut up. I love those words. I'm sorry. And up yours. No, up yeah, yours. Can we, yeah. can we add up yours in? No, but you know, you know why they shut up and drop dead? Because you have those <laughs> those, those consonants, those Ds, those... They, they, those Ill- uh, alliteration. Yeah, yeah, they were good. Yeah. They're almost like curses, but they're not, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, excuse me, be quiet. No, it doesn't work. No, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up works. It's great. You know? Shut up works. Anyway, yeah. I've been going off track. You want to play some more music before we just... Sure. Completely lose control. Before we get into the next song from Fonzie and Company, we're going to learn more about a new app that is headquartered in Nashville called We Should Write Some Time. So let's learn more about We Should Write Some Time. And on the backside, we'll be listening to Beyond My Control by Fonzie and Company. We Should Write Some Time. We Should Write Some Time is an app that uses geolocation to help songwriters find and connect with other songwriters to set up the perfect co-writes. Called Tinder for Songwriters by Rolling Stone Magazine, the app has the ability to geolocate to other cities and countries to connect with songwriters and set up virtual co-writes or set up co-writes before traveling. To learn more, you should download the We Should Write Some Time app in your app store or go to weshouldwritesometime.com. I forget you when I get there It's a night for a night so I've waited so long just to be there
It's so reminiscent of Green Day, <laughs> like well, except for the for the for the high, well, high any, vocal girl. Yeah. Any any time you have that reaction and you're hearing Green Day, uh, that means it's probably a very sinkable track because uh, there's probably a producer out there that can't afford Green Day, but they can certainly feature hey, Greg, that track. Greg, mm-hmm. yeah, Greg, yeah, shut up. <laughs> ah, here we go. <laughs> So uh, we, we spoke with these guys, right? We, we asked did. them a couple questions. We spoke with them. So the first question that we asked them is to tell us a little bit about themselves. Yeah, we are Fontaine Company from Bristol in the UK. Uh, we're a five-piece uh, alternative rock band. Um, our influences range from uh, Green Day to Jimmy Eat World to uh, Mars Volta to Pixies. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, American influences uh, in our music. Um, uh, whilst we're all trot, we've been told uh, many times um, that we're, people can't really define us as a genre, but we like to, uh, you know, make our own self-proclaimed genre in uh, doing whatever we want within music. And we think that's really important to diverse yourself. Um, we're operating in Bristol, but we, uh, we're actually from all, uh, all over the place. Myself uh, from London originally. Uh, Lauren uh, Patterson is from uh, Wales. Um, Livia Jury, our singer, is from Yeovil. And uh, Sam Bennett is from, uh, where is he from? I knew this. Ah, Scotland. <laughs> I should have known that. And, uh, yeah, Sam uh, Lane, our bass player, is uh, from Born and Bred in Bristol. Uh, we're touring uh, all, all over the UK, uh, trying to make waves and uh, just do what we can. And uh, This little blip on the map we call the uh, music scene. You know, mm-hmm. we're getting good at this because not only did we um, – you know that we're we're we doing this genre thing that we like. You no, know, we we feel genres are ending, and we kind of like heard the influence. And, yeah. You know, but also we were nailing these acts. You know, mm. Green Day, man. He he, mm. he said it first thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so everyone listening out there, we know what we're talking about. We do. <laughs> you know, we're like. Uh, Geniuses over here. Well, they 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 mentioned Mars Volta, which is interesting. Uh, but that all oh, those bands minute, are power, power pop. I just got an email. It said Carl, drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's the next question? So the next question we asked them is, "What are you working on right now?" Uh, we are actually um, uh, raising money for uh, War Child UK. Uh, it's absolutely great uh, charities to get involved with. Uh, we did a live session uh, in London. Uh, we should be going up on the 9th of November. I don't know whether this podcast goes out before then, but hey, uh, we're um, supposed to be recording our new EP um, that should be coming out uh, in maybe about uh, mid-2022. Um, that's sounding absolutely awesome. Uh, otherwise, we are gigging like uh, crazy. Well, trying to see if this uh, COVID thing pans out and uh, lets us. But uh, no, we're just doing what every band does, just uh, – Keep playing, keep writing, and uh, just keep it up, really. We would love to tour over in the States 
I mean, that'd be killer, but uh, I think you guys uh, make it too easy for us, huh? <laughs> but uh, yeah, just uh, keeping it up, keeping happy, keep playing that music, yeah. I like this guy. And, and tonight's yeah, that thing happy, he's talking I like that. That yep. night, Tonight's the ninth. So what, tonight what's he is doing the tonight? ninth. So they have a live audio performance with the organization that they are helping to raise funds for, which actually it probably already happened because we are recording this at eight o'clock central time, which means it's like two o'clock in the morning, England time. Well, I'm sure you can do after the fact. So check out their website. and Yeah, we'll put the website and the link to their live show in the show notes for this episode. Yeah, you ask them, like, what are you doing now? And the first thing he talks about is doing working for a charity to help something else. So that's really great. What's the uh, third question? We asked them what other music artists have inspired their music career so far. Okay, let's see if we nailed this. Did you? I'm saying Etta James and... Uh, <laughs> No, Big Bill Brunzi. Hey, listen, Big Bill Brunzi. Hey, Carl, did you play the music? What music? The the question of the week music. Oh, oh my goodness! No. Uh oh. Well, I have to let it, I have to let it do it now, right? Yeah. Say right now we on the we on the middle of the what? Third question of the we're, week. We're in the middle of the third question of the week. God, now, I was see so... that makes us sound much more professional. Mm-hmm. I was so busy. <laughs> You know, you know, anyway. All right. Let's see. The, what was the third question again? So we asked them what other music artists have inspired their career so far. I am myself very much into my uh, 90s and noughties. I think that is some of the best songwriting ever um, to ever come out of that de- of those two decades. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> my mum, uh, you know, grew me up on uh, Carpenters, ELO, Huey Lewis and the News, Bee Gees. So, and I think a lot of the guys have been growing up on, you know, all sorts of different things, um, which has really, you know, molded us into who we are today. Um, so in terms of influences, honestly, um, just give me an A to Z list of every band, every act ever. <laughs> Most likely be about 80% of that list. You know, you're cool. But you know, it's one thing It's funny being from, from Europe. I, I dated someone from Canada. And when she first said to me, A to Z, I hate that. And I always fight with them with that Z. It's Z. What's the Z stuff? That's just how they say Z. They, I know. So, but how could it be? How could a letter be a word? No, so, it's not Z. It's Z. A to Z. I have issues with this because Kenzie will listen to shows that are produced in the UK and they'll do the alphabet and it'll be A and all the other words and we'll get to Z and she'll be like Z. And I'm like, that is, that is that is not the letter. It is I have me. I have never heard that really? in my never sixty heard plus years of existence. I've never heard Australia, Z for Z. I've Europe, Canada, mm-hmm. never heard it. A to Z. X Y Z. Wow, never heard that. Well, there you go. So he's doing A to Z. Um, yeah. Uh, do we know who, who's talking? Uh, is, is there a is there a Fonzie? Maybe I <laughs> don't know who's talking because no, actually, his name like Fonzie. Could, you know, they, you know, it could be. Um, so we actually found them because they reached out to us through Instagram direct messages. So I actually don't even know who you is know, gotta, in charge of that. We got to start finding this out because there was another band too of Sea of Stuff. We have all these bands that we don't know where their names derive from, and some of them are interesting, like Fonzie and Company. Well, yeah. ma- okay, you know, so it, maybe yeah. that means we need to add that to the question of the week for me. We've said we, we've said we also we were going to do a follow up with some people too. Mm-hmm. 
for the last couple of episodes of this year, we'll be doing a releasing of new music for artists that we have liked and that we featured over the past year and asking them what 2022 is going to hold for them. Our last favorite question. Our last favorite question is, what does a successful music career look like to you? Definitely an important thing for us is to um, just, you know, to reach those people who listen to our music and, you know, it changes them. And, you know, that whether they're going through drug addiction, death in the family, a breakup, whatever, there's, there's something in Fonzie and Company that can help everyone, you know, through the lyrics or just the way we write. And honestly, the payoff, uh, I think, for all of us is just to have those songs out there to as many people as humanly possible. Of course, that helps us uh, in the long run a little bit on the uh, financial uh, fame spectrum or whatever, but you know, just having your music out there, just to know that it's uh, helping people and it makes people happy. It makes people get over their life problems or at least, you know, help them along the way. Um, just a feeling that, you know, has happened in the last couple of years. You know, some people have come up to us and, you know, said, uh, said thank you, to, uh, you know, for certain songs we've written. And it's just, it just really makes me, you know, cry a little bit. It's, it's gorgeous. It really is. But just to, um, you know, just keep working as a band. And so we don't have to, you know, work full times. We work damn hard in our nine to five jobs. And, you know, to be able to take our love of music and to be able to just finance ourselves, keep our partners and, you know, give our family something back for giving so much to us. That would be amazing. Yeah, I I, I like this. I think uh, I'd like to hang out with these folks. You know, I mean, they uh, they seem to have a good perspective on what it is they're doing and, um I love the idea they're consciously kind of writing to connect. But, or, or could it be also a little bit added to that is that anything people with English accents say sounds cooler. Yeah, they, it just sounds <laughs> There's no better. question. No question <laughs> you know, for me. You know, when you have an English accent, you can pretty much say anything you want to say. They like, can I'm, pretty I'm, much I'm, say, I'm, shut up. Like, shut up. Drop Angle dead. file. Like, shut up and drop dead. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> It sounds better. Yeah, yeah, I like these guys. So we got to yeah. find out how their name. I, I, I'm thinking someone in the band is named Fonzie. I don't think it's from Happy oh, Day. All right. So my also, uh, my also we, follow up for next week is to find out about FC and Stone, and also find out about Fonzie and Company, and come back with the answers. Right. And I, I would also like to uh, continue with the rant theme. I would like for uh, the artists that we feature to give us a shout. You know, I mean, let us know. What you think of the episode, you know, let's do some communicating and, uh, you know. I don't know if you saw, but Tara Frazier, who was our um, featured artist last week, she listened to the full episode and she gave us some feedback and she shared it a couple of times too. So what'd she say? Thank you so much. She really enjoyed the episode. She thinks all three of us are hilarious and she was honored to be a part of it. And that if we ever want to do anything in the future to reach out to her. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh. She didn't tell us to shut up. No, she didn't tell us to shut up or drop dead. So, (laughs) all right. I think it's time for us to get out of this episode. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the 9420 podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through because we'll be playing one more single by Fonzie and Company called Jazz Tongue. For everything that we talked about and links to items from this show, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T W E N T Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later.